You're listening to episode 19 of the We Get the Runs podcast. In this episode, we'll talk all about the Road to 50 Mile Running Documentary. Welcome to the We Get the Runs podcast. We're your hosts, Letty and Angela, and we invite you to join us as we talk about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make running a favorite part of your life. Hey, runners. Hey, runners. How are you, Angela? I'm good. How are you, Letty? Wonderful. I see that you are here with wet hair, so I'm assuming you just went running. How was your run? I did. I did. So, you know, days like this... Sometimes you don't have as much motivation, so I went for an evening run, and I used my Zulu Audio to get me out the door. So Zulu Audio wearable Bluetooth speakers are awesome. Clip them to my shirt, I can put on my favorite music, and it gets me going and out the door. So if you want to purchase a pair of Zulus, you can head to ZuluAudio.com and use WGTR for your 15% discount code. Okay, that awkward commercial is now over, and we can get back to the podcast. <laughs> I really do like the Zulus, though. <laughs> they are pretty cool. <laughs> and next, we're going to be listening to another review from one of our featured listeners. So featured listener is PR Runner. PR Runner says we are motivating. Motivating. I love listening to these two girls. They are motivating and inspiring. They always have great things to say. I feel like I'm improving as a runner, and they get me motivated. Thanks, PR Runner. That was a great review. And if you want to, or if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps our rating and our visibility. Thank you. So let's talk about some goals, Angela. You and I had a run last weekend, and um, it was a run in the rain. And for some reason, it triggered for us to manifest what our goals are. So maybe let's uh, share this with our listeners. Yes. So... In here in Florida, we are starting to have some races. So very exciting. What I realized in August, because I was starting to lose a lot of motivation, I realized that I really need to have something to work towards. So I did find, so my ultimate goal is always a half marathon. I want a PR in the half marathon. So there's a specific race that I had on my radar since the beginning of this past year. Thank God that race will hopefully be on. It's still on. I'm registered. So that is my ultimate goal I'm working towards for January. What race is that? So that is the Naples Half Marathon. Flat course, pretty popular, but I don't want to say that it's so that it gets too popular because I don't, <laughs> I want the race to go on. I think they're capping it. So Anyone who's interested, sign up now. I love how you backtracked here. <laughs> <laughs> I really want this race to happen. But anyway, so I found out that there is – there. I looked into some other races that are going on within this fall season. So I signed up for a 10K. I'll probably do a 5K and maybe a practice half marathon for training. So – during our run, I was talking to you guys about my race schedule for this fall, how I've outlined all of that, and my goals for each of those races. That's nice to have. And like uh, like you, most of us are goal-oriented, so it helps to have something on the calendar. That way you have some uh, 
accountability, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's what gets me through the hard workouts is I vision myself in that race, you know, and I remind myself, this is why you're doing this. This is why you need these hard workouts because otherwise it's, it's really hard for me to get through those hard workouts. So I would tell you my goals for each of those races, but we recorded this awesome video from that run in the rain and we would love for you to check it out. So you can go to our Instagram, which is WGTR podcast, and you can see Angela there excited and um, in the rain <laughs> talking about her goals. Yes, yes, yes. Letty has some goals too. So Letty, how about you share some of your goals with us? Well, my main goal is to get healthy, have my footwork fine. And um, besides that, I want to PR in the marathon distance. And I also want to um, perhaps do an ultra Ooh, an ultra. That's exciting. And coincidentally, today our topic is talking about ultras to two people that created a documentary about their ultra running experience. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We were asked to review a documentary called Road to 50 Miles, produced by Brandy Johnston and featuring Kara and Jen. The documentary was awesome, really inspiring, and great for anyone who's considering doing an ultramarathon race or just considering doing something that is out of their comfort zone. Now we're going to listen to an interview with Kara, Jen, and Brandy. So I'm here with Kara, Jen, and Brandy. Kara and Jen are the runners that completed the ultra marathon and whose journey we're following. And Brandy is the director. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for inviting us to be part of this and reviewing your movie. And um, I want to start with asking you to introduce yourselves. I'm Kara Wilson. And it was sort of my good idea or bad idea, whoever you ask. Before this, I started running maybe at the age of 38. I started running seriously around the age of 40, where I started doing half marathons. And then I moved into the marathon world. And then soon after, the ultra. Okay. Um, I'm also a stay-at-home mom, a landlord, and I work on the HOA. And I, before that, I was a director of a ESL school in Manhattan. Nice. I'm Jen McMahon, and I'm a running coach, a health coach, a personal trainer, and I coach CrossFit. And um, I guess I started running a little bit earlier, but maybe in my mid-20s, and I just decided I wanted to check out marathon life, and I decided to run a marathon I'd never raced before. But the ultra was quite a bit crazier for me when Kara brought it up, when she brought it to my attention that she wanted to do this. That was years later. So yeah, that's, that's me. Okay, so you guys both had done marathons before. How many marathons did you each have under your belt about? And were they just marathons that you were planning on just finishing them? Or did you actually try to beat certain times? I had run three marathons before... Before I had kids, actually. So before I met Kara, 
and I mostly just ran them to run them. I, um, I, I got faster as I did them, but I wasn't really worried about hitting any specific time. Okay. So, so for me, I actually only ran one marathon prior to the ultra. I mean, prior to training for the ultra, I should say that. Um, and it was a fast, it was fast for me. I'm a mid pack runner. So I finished in about four thirty, and I was like, okay, what can I do next? Should I train faster? That's what I thought I was going to be doing. And then something came up and changed my mind and pushed myself into the ultra world. So whatever that was that came up, um, without mm -hmm. revealing too much, can you tell us in general about the idea that um, how your movie came and give us maybe a little summary of your movie? So the movie is really about two moms training for um, training and racing for their first ultra and the difficulties that they face when they're about to um, accomplish their big goal. How it came up is kind of funny. I was at a birthday party, a kid's birthday party, actually, and I just completed my first marathon and a man came up to me, a friend of ours. And he said, oh, congratulations. Everyone was saying congratulations. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay, so what's next? Are you going to train for an Ironman? Are you going to train for this? What are you going to be doing next? And he mentioned ultra. And I said, what's an ultra? I never heard of it before. <laughs> I, never I never thought in my wildest dreams that anyone would want to run past a marathon. Didn't the guy die from running a marathon? I'm shocked. <laughs> so I said, all right. Um, I did some research. And what I was coming up with was that you're a, a, to the ultra community, a real ultra would be the 50-mile mark. And I thought to myself, 50 miles? What is That's crazy because I know what it was like. I just ran a full marathon. I mean, it takes everything out of you. And I said, okay, I'll do it. Because <laughs> that's what runners do. We forget. We have amnesia. And um, I signed up. And then, then I started to um, realize how scary this adventure would be without maybe going with someone. And every day um, at school, I would pull in and I would see Jen McMahon. Mm -hmm. And I would ask her. Well, first I told her what I'm going to do, and she thought I was crazy. And then I kept bugging her and asking her, please um, join me. You are a running coach. What am I doing doing this? You should be doing this. And so anyway, that's my story. Jen? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, she, yeah, she kept asking me if I would do this with her. And at first I was like, ah, yeah, this is a good idea. Um, but then she got more and more serious, started showing me videos of different people doing it. And we were starting to learn that the ultra world was actually quite a bit older. And we got to the point where we're like, well, if these guys can do it, maybe we can do it. They weren't all elite runners. They were... Mm -hmm you know, people finding themselves. It was really neat. And then that's when we brought Brandy on board. That's when you decided that you wanted to also make it into a documentary? Yeah, basically, I overheard them kind of talking about this. And I had never heard of anyone running that long before or what an ultra marathon was. And I was like, well, gosh, somebody should really document this. And 
in my former life, I used to be a producer. And so it sort of snowballed from there. And I started talking to a friend of mine who I used to work with and said, hey, do you think we can pull this off? Can we like, can we make a movie? Can we do this? And, um, and here we are. Yeah. Wow, that's a great journey. And so then after that, you had um, a group of friends or was it people that you hired that started following you around and documenting the training and all that? All just yes. friends. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, a friend of mine that I worked with, Jill uh, Reisman, I sat down with her and said, hey, let's, you know, let's start doing this. And um, I had to go buy some camera equipment. <laughs> and then we would hook the camera on bikes and we would put it in the back of my minivan and we would follow them around. And we learned and we became more sophisticated when we actually got to the race. And um, yeah. And, and, and I, I just want to add to this point too, that um, we were on the, we were in the playground. So it was Brandy, Jen and I um, talking about this. And Brandy said to Jen and I, is it, a, do I have your permission to document it? And we said, oh yeah, that would be really nice thinking she's going to do pictures in a slideshow. And then we're like, oh my God, we're like in a documentary. She like wants to interview us every day. <laughs> yeah, we didn't and, realize like how legit she was and yeah. how serious she was and how much she had done in her previous working life. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it turned out like a really good film, um, I have to say. Yeah, so. it is. No, thank it's you like so much. movie. <laughs> so when you then decided and, you know, came to realize that you were going to be in a documentary, who do you think your target audience is to watch this type of movie? So I think we really didn't think about that when we started. We were just trying to document the girls and kind of see what we could come up with um, and what would go together. And as we started showing rough cuts to test audiences, we realized that it was touching a lot of different audiences, um, not just ultra runners, but marathon runners. They're very different than ultra runners. Um, also moms, you know, who might have a goal. Maybe it's not running, but something else. Um, and just really regular people were enjoying the film because it's, you know, it's kind of a story about two women trying to do something out of their comfort zone and extraordinary. So um, we, we feel like we have a, a pretty wide audience now. So yeah, we, we do. And what's surprising too, is that men um, relate to it too. And, and then are also inspired. And I think mostly because maybe because it's like almost an all female cast. So it kind of <laughs> takes the, the gender out of it. And they're just looking at these two people training for this big obstacle and thinking to themselves, wow, can I actually do this? This is amazing. But uh, what I, what I was also going to say, um, when we were on that playground and we were discussing our ideas, um, Aga Chenfu was there as well. And she happened to eavesdrop. I mean, like this, it was crazy. It was like the film was always meant to be, but <laughs> Aga happened to have a background in marketing and PR and she was eavesdropping and said, well, I could do a lot for you guys. I can help promote it. I can, I can get you guys in, in media and whatever. And we were like, uh, yeah, we need you. Because <laughs> Jen and I are like, we're busy training. We're busy running. Yeah, I was going to say, we were literally just running. We weren't really even thinking about <laughs> no. a movie. That was like Brandy's expertise. We were just trying to survive in training mode. 
<laughs> yeah. So let me take a step back. So how do you mm-hmm. all know each other? I know about Kara and Jen. All of our kids go to the same school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we all were parents at the same school. Our kids are similar ages. They're friends now. And we were all at the playground. Our kids were playing on the playground. And we all were sitting down. We did like know each other through school. Like Kara and Brandy and myself have kids the same age in the same grade. Um, so we had known each other from class, but, um, but yeah, all of our kids are similar ages and that's how we got to know each other. That's nice. That gives them a time to bond and complain about mommy being missing. Oh, as they, well. did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. You got it. <laughs> so then you started filming this and, um, looking back, what were your favorite times about both parts filming this documentary and the running journey that you did? Brandy, we'll start with you. So I think my favorite part was (laughs) just trying to figure out how to capture the girls and get really good shots. We had to get super creative sometimes. Like we had, um, instead of a dolly, we had my daughter in a, like a shopping cart. (laughs) We were like rolling it down (laughs) the beach. And then we would go in my minivan and like have the backup and it was beeping and we were, you know, it was just crazy fun times trying to capture really great shots of the girls and trying not to like, uh, you know, get in their way. I mean, you're just trying to document it. So it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I I think for me, it was the friendships we created. Um, We were all, we were friends, but none of us were as close as we are now. We're definitely now a team um, of co-workers I guess <laughs> that don't really get paid <laughs> but we just we just love and support each other and we're so excited like about anything in each other's lives not just about the running and the training and for me with Jen um, although we didn't run together all the time because we trained differently and at different times we had a bond um, that was unlike anybody else that we knew because we were both training at the same time same days, we would talk to each other about how we felt if we were tired, exhausted, or um, we felt pumped up, or if we ran a big long run, we would kind of brag to the other person and be like, haha, you're next. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of friendships were developed, and we did a lot of road trips too. So, yeah, that was really fun. We had a great time training. Um, I think Kara and I figured out early that we weren't going to be able to run a lot together because I ran early in the morning and she ran later in the day and, and she ran the bulk of her miles during the week and I ran the bulk of mine on the weekends. And so we just used Runkeeper, right? Runkeeper, sometimes Strava to keep up on each other to, we, we followed the same training book um, by Chrissy Mail and we, um, just kept each other honest. Okay. How many miles do you have to do today? And how many do you have tomorrow? And I think, Also, as we talked about this around the school and met each other at the playground after school, other people started to know we were doing this. And then people started to ask us, oh my gosh, how's your training doing? It just started to feel like community coming together and energy building around this race. And then, and we also did the same on Instagram, which was really fun too, to keep Mm -hmm. everybody in the loop on our training runs. And it was fun because the, Mm -hmm. the community just kept getting bigger and I think Jen should also add about our pacers, who were also amazing. Oh. 
The Pacers were so great. So uh, like I said earlier, I'm a running coach. I, I coach just for fun and fitness, uh, running in the early mornings. And a couple of my runners who had been running with me a while heard that I was considering doing a, an ultra. And they both, they all three cheered me on, got me to do it, got me to sign up with Kara, and then quickly volunteered to become um, crew members for us. They said, we will like put together a first aid kit. They, will, they wanted to be there doing all of what they could with us. One of the women and I already kind of ran together on weekends, like we did long training runs together. And then she agreed to be one of our pacers. Then another woman came on board to be a pacer. And before we knew it, we just had this big team of people being so amazing and helpful to us. That's awesome. I love how running brings together a community. You said that perfectly well. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but on the flip side, I'm sure training for however many weeks that was, must have been exhausting at the least. And I've seen the movie, but for our audience, can you just tell us what were the hardest parts for you ladies both? Well, for me, and oh, the ahead. movie helps me to remember this too. Mm -hmm. um, but there were, you know, we, we trained, we trained for about six months, which was a long time in retrospect. But we trained through the winter and we each had to go through like cold season and, and train when you're not feeling great. That was probably the worst for me was trying to get over this was you know pre covid time, so when you had a cold, sometimes you ran through it and you just got over it and tried to do your best. I think for me, it was towards the last three weeks it was really starting <laughs> wear on me. Um, we ran everywhere in the South Bay I mean. I can't think of a place we didn't run what trail or whatever. And we were, we wanted a little bit of a break or we wanted to just race. And I think we were ready those last three weeks and we were getting tired. Yeah. You got to the point in your training that you just had a lot mm -hmm. going on. And um, I'm sure, you know, you're mentioning that you're training through the winter time and the sacrifices that you make, including Christmas holidays, yep. being away from family and your kids have time off too, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Were there any injuries that you guys um, continue training through them? I mean, I think it, all in all, we got pretty lucky. None of neither of us got super injured. Um, but I did get, I got tight Achilles and um, shin pain, that, that kind of thing. So I went and saw a PT who had been really great and helpful for me. And so, um, she gave me some exercises so that I could keep my mileage up. I was, I was always worried you go see someone and they're like, well, you need to stop running. And you're like, well, that's not really an option. So you have to find the people who are going to help you keep going in a safe way. <laughs> For me, I, it, it only happened in the beginning, but it was um, extreme shin pain. And it was because they had measured my feet incorrectly at the beginning. And so... Um, I had to get remeasured again and they fit the shoe perfectly same shoe and I was super happy after that and I went after that to continually purchase shoes with only that size because <laughs> yeah. that pain I felt was woo I couldn't believe what was happening but that yeah, was right imagine. in the beginning yeah I can't yeah. imagine having to train through anything like that and then knowing uh -huh. that even if I might have some tightness I'm still going to have to continue on because this is my goal and I've yeah. committed to that. So that said, when race day came 
And I know you ladies were excited. How did it feel afterwards? Were you just super excited on a high for a week or was it kind of like, you know what they say where you run something and then you have the marathon blues that suddenly you don't have a training plan anymore? Oh, totally. I, I for sure missed training after that, but I think we, we were proud of ourselves and we, we got to enjoy the, the, I don't know, the aftermath for a little while. We were all kind of on spring break, actually, after the race. So we all got to travel with our families after. So that helped with the blues a little bit. I could barely I walk for like two days. Yeah, I told every stranger if they asked why I was walking strange. I was like, I just ran 50 miles. <laughs> I, I was pretty excited for about a month afterwards. Then after that, um, I started training for a half, maybe in June. So that's like a few months later. But then after that, I did feel a little bit of sadness not being able to go back and attack that big ultra. And I kind of miss it. I still miss it, right, Jen? Miss she misses it, it too. <laughs> so to me, that sounds like you might have a sequel in mind. Is that kind of what's going through your head? Are you going to yeah, tackle the 100 miler next? Or? <laughs> I, I, think, I think Jen and I would be in agreement to that. That's, uh, that's up to Brandy, though. <laughs> I don't, think I don't know. Let's get through this one first. <laughs> So then your movie is out on Vimeo and um, is it going to come out on any other platforms and how can our listeners have access to it? Yeah, we're so excited to announce that we were just accepted yesterday to the LA Femme International Film Festival. So soon we'll have a link up to where you'll be able to view it at the actual festival and it's going to be virtual this year. And what's great about that is that everybody can come and everybody can watch it, um, you know, from their comfort of their own couch <laughs> in their PJs. Yeah. So for people that get inspired by you ladies, what are your tips that you have that they can follow if anybody wants to do this type of ultra race? I think just you really have to want it. You have to believe in yourself and you have to find the perfect shoes perfect trail <laughs> shoes and the perfect road shoes um, in order to be a success at this. And also, I guess my last thing would be to make sure that you build a community, whether it's on Instagram and you're just posting it and people are, you know, liking your posts because it's giving you accountability and you can work through that. That's what you need because it's a long journey and you're going to need it. Yeah, those are great. That was going to be my first one was accountability. Find a buddy that you either train with or can talk to about training that will keep you accountable to your long training runs um, or a community online like that. The running community is so amazing that even if you just post about a run, people will talk to you about it. They love to share. Um, And then I was gonna say hydration and nutrition are super important. Um, I remember I would come home from long runs. We had these back-to-back weekend marathon, half marathon runs, and we would just be so hungry eating all the time. So just to make sure you're eating enough, drinking more than just water. We really fell in love with Ultima um, electrolyte replenisher because it just gives you more than just water. And so we would, I I still drink that on my run days. Um, And then um, just the self-care. One thing Kara didn't mention, but we tried to hold each other accountable to while we were doing this was pedicures. We would even go and get pedicures and just take care of your legs and feet because yeah. you're on them 
for so many miles. I mean, we got up to probably 65, almost 70 miles a week at our peak training. And so if you're not doing some sort of self-care and recovery, it's just a lot. And don't forget about rest days. You need to have a rest day incorporated in there. That's why it's there. It's part of training. Yeah, they always feel tough, but then you're glad you had them. Yeah. Those are great tips for all of us that might be looking into doing an ultra or even a long run in the future. But I want to go back to race day just briefly and um, have you ladies tell me how this distance felt different from any of the other distances that you had done in the past. Running an ultra to me felt way different than running a marathon. It, I know it sounds, sounds silly, but truthfully you have, um, you have, I don't know, you have more time to just enjoy your scenery enjoy the moment being out there. A marathon feels rushed and, I don't know, press for time. And stuff. A marathon feels, for me, it's about speed and how fast you can go. Um, whereas with an ultra, like Jen said, you can enjoy the, <laughs> the, the minutes, the conversations, the people around you, because you can't run for 50 miles straight. You're going to have a little bit of walking. So it's not about time. And nobody knows a good time for an ultra anyway. So... Right, because they all vary in different terrains. I mean, if it's a yeah. road one versus something in the canyon, I'm sure it's sure. a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pl- exactly. and you have to learn how to eat while you're out there. And you're out for so many hours, you, you, can't, you can get through a marathon without eating. You can have some gels and some water and you're fine. But on an ultra, you have to eat more than just a goo. You have to actually have food. So our training book helped us to learn how to eat and hydrate and everything all while running or taking small breaks. And, and that's the best part about training for an ultra is snack break. <laughs> yes. You're like, I am going to run two more miles and then I get my little peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> I mean, that's or- mentally probably what will get you through a lot of miles, just knowing that, okay, mm-hmm. I'm doing 50 and I'm gonna be out here all day so I've made peace with that but then in two miles I get to take a break and I don't know take my shoes off and put them in ice water perhaps yeah yeah Yeah. and see your friend or family or whoever's helping you yeah it's cool how do our listeners how can they follow you on Instagram and Facebook or any other social media that you are on they can follow us at road to 50 miles on Instagram and then they can also see part of our training that we, we had done in the past and may continue to do at Ultra Training Wheels on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Road to 50 Miles as well. We're also on Twitter, though. That's pretty new for us to get followers on Twitter. We do most of our posting on Facebook and Instagram. On YouTube as well, Road to 50 Miles 50 on YouTube. Miles. You can watch our trailer. The website is Road to 50 Miles dot wordpress.com and we will link that in our show notes and then you just mentioned also that you have a your trailer for this movie which will be on youtube which will also link in our show notes awesome great well wonderful thank you ladies so Uh much um i'll be definitely following you you and uh yeah it was wonderful to meet you thank you okay Mm, bye-bye bye All right. That was a great interview. I enjoyed listening to them. Yeah, they were super nice and super knowledgeable about running that distance. And uh, hopefully they will have a sequel.
Yeah. So you having that goal of wanting to run an ultra, what did you think about the documentary? It made it feel very real and achievable, knowing that they both have families and kids and a lot of stuff going on, and we're still able to put in all the miles. Obviously, it takes a little bit of a sacrifice, and um, but it was inspiring, and uh, I know that I can do that too, and that's hopefully you know, next on the horizon for me as well. Yeah, that's so true. Hopefully, our listeners can listen to that and recognize that You know, whether their goal is a 50 miler or maybe it's a 100 miler or whatever it may be, that they can see their goal as something that is achievable as long as they set their mind to it and they put in the hard work. Like these two women put in a lot of really hard work to be able to achieve that goal and it affected their lives in so many different ways, but it was doable. Yes, and I think that's um, the main thing and and that's what I wanted to get at as well. It's inspiring because it's just... Runners like me and you that um, put their minds into something and were able to do it. So it's an average everyday runner that can just put in the work. And, you know, that goes back to my last marathon and what I keep on saying. Whatever work you put into something is what you get out of it. So no matter where you are in life and how much you run right now, if you put yourself or if you set a goal for yourself, obviously it comes with a certain amount of mileage increase for you. And if you just follow that plan, you can achieve it too. Yeah. As long as you have that discipline and that motivation to achieve it, we truly, our bodies are physically capable of doing far more than we could ever really truly realize. Yeah. And I think what also helped them was that it was just not one person, but two. So it's two friends. And we've talked about that before a number of time, having an accountability partner for anything. I mean, even podcasting, you know, that you say that you're going to do something and then you end up doing it because you have the other person pulling you. Sometimes you pull them, sometimes they push you. And um, that way you can reach a goal together, which is always easier than doing it by yourself. Yeah, exactly. Having that accountability, having that support, having that motivation from the people around you, it's really important. Yeah, and it can make it fun as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, it did did look fun for them, yeah. It absolutely did, and especially, you know, that experience, you share it with a person, and then even if you can't laugh about it in the moment, you can laugh about it later on. Exactly, and they'll never forget that experience. Yeah, and hopefully there'll be more like that, too. Definitely. Yeah. So next, we'll be listening to our physiotherapist, Brody Sharp. Hi, Brody. How are you doing? I'm good, Letty. How are you? Good, good. I have a question for you from Daniel Hanlon. Daniel says, I just started running at age 53, and while I've been losing weight, I also have gotten knee pain after I run. Could that have been caused by the runs? And if that is the case, should I continue running? Okay. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for your question. Um, It's a very, very common area for pain and especially for new runners. I um, I want to say congratulations for starting your running journey Um, at age 53. Not many people do that. So well done. Um, Yes, there are a few things that you might need to consider. Uh, especially for new runners, what happens when you do run is you're putting your body through a whole bunch of load that it's probably not used to. And this is where we get to um, the concept around building within your adaptation zone. And your adaptation zone is um, putting your body through a particular load that 
allows a response and allows your body to get stronger. And if you exceed that amount, like if you run too far or if you run too fast, uh, if it's beyond your capacity to adapt, what you're going to do is start experiencing some soreness and uh, increase your likelihood of injury. So while you're asking, should I continue running? I would say yes, but we want to try and back off the mileage a little bit and try and work within your adaptation zone. And it might take a little bit of time because you are a new runner. I'm not too sure what your previous experience is like with physical activity, if you're quite strong or if you're still quite active. Um, but if it is a new, ex- a new exercise that you're not particularly used to, I would just start a little bit more gradually perhaps back off to about 60 or 70% of what you're currently doing and continue with that for about two or three weeks to see if that knee starts settling down. If it's still aggravated, you might need to take a week or two off, um, maybe do some strengthening exercises before you resume running. But I definitely wouldn't uh, knock out running and say just running isn't for me because my knees are getting too sore. I'd just make sure that you're slowly easing back into the dosage and just allowing the body time to adapt. Okay, um, Brody, and that adaptation zone that you were talking about, can you explain that a little bit, the whole um, concept of pain versus overdoing it? Yeah, sure. So uh, it would depend on your individual symptoms or what your body naturally goes through because sometimes people can fall within that adaptation zone and not experience any soreness. Usually if there's muscle soreness the next day, you're probably um, teetering between Um, the adaptation zone and the injury zone. But if you're waking up feeling, if you do say a um, 20 minute run or a 30 minute run and you're waking up feeling quite refreshed and feeling quite good, that's a very good sign. You can um, do a run the next day or do a run every second day. Uh, But if you're feeling like you're getting up and you're feeling a bit stiff in your joints, if you're feeling a bit sore in your muscles, um, you're probably still getting within that adaptation zone but I would allow a day or two to recover before you're doing your next run. If you're waking up and there's one particular localized pain, like it's, it's quite severe and it's quite like you can point to it with one finger. It's very, very localized. That's not a very good sign. You're probably on the risk of an injury. Um, so in those circumstances, you definitely back off and then try and change what you're doing with your running, perhaps backing off the pace or backing off your general mileage. Perfect. Thank you, Brody. And how can our listeners find you if needed? So I do have my podcast, the Run Smarter Podcast, where it has a whole bunch of episodes on topics like this. Uh, Or you can go to my brand new website that I've had for the last week or so, um, and it's runsmarter.online. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Brody, for answering all of our listeners' questions related to all of our different injuries. Thank you for your great knowledge. So, listeners, if you have any other questions related to different injuries or issues that you have going on, please submit it and we will send those over to Brody. All right, listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that it motivated and inspired you and maybe... An ultra is on your horizon. So have a great week of running and talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. As always, we hope that we were able to provide you with something of value. Make sure you like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Our account you can find under WGTR Podcast. Thanks. Until next time, have a great week of running.